0: happy new year 3cma and welcome to the first edition of 3cma comcast for 2024 i'm tom bryson with 3cma and i have to tell you if you're tuning into this podcast for the first time or the 40th time this is in fact our 40th episode uh you found a good one today Resolutions notwithstanding, the new year usually brings about some realizations of habits that we all need to improve on. And I don't know about you, but for me, time management is number one. So we're in luck that today's guest is an expert in the field. He's a trainer and conference keynote speaker on leadership who motivates, inspires, and entertains audiences while providing thought-provoking information. He's also the author of 10 books, including Time Management, 50 Lessons on Finding Time, for what's important. And he's with us today to impart some of that wisdom. Please say hello to Dr. Joe Sirio. Joe, Happy New Year. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you, Tom. Uh, thanks for having me. This is great.
0: Ab- absolutely. We're, we're really, really tickled to have you here. Um, having been in your keynote audience at the Tameo Conference in Texas last year, I can attest that your message really gets through to people. Uh, now, how many of these things do you wind up doing in, in a year's time? Is there an average?
1: Uh between classes, keynotes, seminars, and ranch programs, probably about uh, close to two hundred.
0: Wow. Yeah. That that will keep you busy for sure. All and, right. Uh,
1: and it forces me to manage my time. So, you know. You gotta...
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, before we jump into this, we should note that we're trying something a little different this time in that we're leading off this time management discussion here on Comcast, but this is a two-parter, and the rest will be forthcoming on the January edition of the 3CMA webinar, when Joe will join my friend Michelle Bono to continue the conversation. So let's tee it up. Joe, typically, PIOs and people in government communications uh, are just dealing with brush fires all day long. There may be there may be a schedule when the day starts, but it's usually out the window pretty quickly in favor of running down one thing or another. And as a result, many of us uh, may have been busy the entire day, but feel like we got nothing done. So um, I'm sure that's not a unique situation. So. What, in your estimation, is the secret sauce to making a change that uh, that really matters?
1: Yeah, so great question. It applies to virtually every sector of life, right? It's, I get to the end of the week and I say, why didn't I get as many things done as I wanted to? Where did the time go? You know, it's frustrating. I, I, I can't keep going like this. And let me just say right off the bat, I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but there is no such thing as time management, okay? I wrote a book on time management, so let me just tell you, there is no such thing. Okay. And it's, it's important to you know, make, kind of make a note of this because it's easy to say, I didn't have enough time. I don't know how to manage my time. And that's not what's happening. There is no such thing as time management. This entire thing is about self-management.
0: So self-management, might, not time management.
1: You might quibble over the, over the distinction, but the fact of the matter is our time management is based solely on the choices and decisions that we make. When I talk to my audiences, I ask them, how many people here have a hard time saying no? Half to three quarters of the hands in every class, every seminar, every keynote go up. Right. If you tell me that you have a hard time saying no, that tells me a couple of things. It tells me you're probably frustrated about your time management. It tells me that you aren't super clear about what it is that you want and where it is that you're going and what it has, what has to get done, right? Because when we know exactly what we're doing, then we can identify easily the things we should not be saying yes to. Okay. Except we have a lot of this, you know, squirrel and silvery silver coins and all other things that distract us. And I'll do it right after I watch this show. I'll do it right after I, I'll do it right after I, it's like, wait a second. We kick the can down the road. The important things that have to get done. Right. Then they just keep going. Everybody's had that experience. We put something on a to-do list. We make an impossibly long to-do list. We don't finish it. We move it to the next day. We move it to the next day. We move it to the next day. And before you know it, six months have gone by and that thing is still on your list. So,
0: so you you more. know people in this business. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, let me tell you something. That's an interesting comment because it takes me right to the second point that I want to make and be really clear about. I hope nobody rolls their eyes when when I say this because we've heard it a million times. You have to take care of yourself. If you right. want to talk about time management, you don't have time to get sick. And as I was in this industry, when I was running around I was setting up interviews for the New York Times and CNN and BBC. When I lived in Russia, we were writing articles about the Russian mafia. We were doing all kinds of things. And I ran myself into the ground. I was 31 years old and I had to go to the hospital. And the doctor told me that if I had waited till the end of the day, it would have been over. He said you had four hours to live.
0: Wow. Wow. He That'll said, get your attention.
1: Yes. And, and it wasn't any particularly sexy disease. I was totally dehydrated. Wow. I got, I got pneumonia. And the doctor said, you don't have 31-year-old pneumonia. You have 85-year-old pneumonia. And you wouldn't have lived to the rest of the, through the rest of the day. So number one, let's not kid ourselves about time management. It's how we manage ourselves. And okay. number two, got to take care of yourself. Because everybody listening knows this. They know that they'll say, oh, I can do it. Oh, I'll get through it. Oh, I don't feel so bad. Oh, I don't need to go to the doctor. Oh, I don't hydrate. Oh, I don't. Can't do that. Why? Because it impacts your energy level. It impacts your ability to think clearly. It impacts your ability to get things done. And if you're running, running, running and not paying attention to what's happening with you, one day it'll just sneak up on you and knock you right on your butt.
0: And you never know what's going on in the background if you don't get it checked out,
1: for sure. And as we yeah. heading, as we're starting up a new year, the the number one thing on my schedule right now is doctors. Right. You know, I'm I'm going to be sixty years old in three months, and I'm going to go to get a checkup, and I'm going to the chiropractor, and I'm going to the podiatrist, and I'm going to the dentist, and I'm going to everybody I need to go to. Why? Because I know that once this collapses. I can't do anything else. So,
0: that's so kind of a, well, I was going to say, well, first of all, that sixty is a big signpost uh, on on the roadway that uh, does kind of force you to reevaluate some things. But even earlier than that, um, okay, self management as opposed to time management—that that's an I think a very important distinction to bear in mind. Now, once we get a hold of that, would, would discipline come into that? Would discipline be one way of uh, describing self-management in your estimation?
1: It is, but people get scared of the word discipline and they okay. say, "Oh yeah, that's where I'm bad. Oh, I can't do it. I don't have enough discipline. I'm not that interested in discipline." I'm much more interested in what well, I call them superpowers, and I'm going to right. that's what we're going to talk about today. So, I want to lay out real quick three superpowers. That we'll be d- doing a deep dive into in the webinar in okay. two weeks. So the first superpower is so critical and it's clarity. And the clarity is why am I doing what I'm doing? Now, how many times have you run around and chasing things you're not even sure why you're doing them? What is your town or city about? I'm working mm-hmm. with a city right now that has no idea what they're about. They have... They have disastrous leadership. They don't know their identity. So if you don't know the identity of your city, if you don't know how your role as PIO fits into that city, how are you going to choose the stories if if you have the luxury of choosing a story? If you have the luxury of creating a storyline, is it aligned with what your city is about and what your city stands for? You know what I mean? Uh, so is client. it
0: advancing that narrative or is it just checking a box?
1: Yes, exactly, and it's more powerful if you can advance a narrative, except so many departments and so many cities don't know what their narrative is. Right. And if we throw another layer on this, if you're a PIO and you're promoting the, the city and the city doesn't know what it stands for, how do you then attract people in this day and age where hiring is difficult and retention is difficult. How do you hire the right people if you're not getting the right message out? So you have to be super clear about why am I doing this job? How am I doing this job? What, is, what makes sense between what I'm doing and what the city stands for? And the, the number one thing for me is leverage. How do I leverage the materials and resources that I have around me? Well, if I don't know where I'm going, how am I gonna leverage things? Effectively. Okay. So the clarity piece is going to be the driver behind everything else. Inside clarity goes things like vision. What's, what's my, you know, we talk about the beginning of the year, right? It's like I have a vision for the year. Is the vision clear? If the vision is not clear, you will run and run and run. And you won't get nearly a fraction done that you should get done. And you'll be doing things sporadically and kind of haphazardly. Without having a system. The other piece of clarity, by the way, is knowing what the nature of the beast is. Okay. Because sometimes we we fight against the nature of the beast. And it's like, well, if the nature of the beast is I have to jump from story to story to story, then I understand that. If I'm just jumping from story to story to story and that's not the nature of the beast, then it's me. So you have to get really clear about what's the nature of the beast. Is the nature of the beast that people will come at me on a regular basis re- requiring things of me, asking things of me, telling me to run around, go to this park and cover that story, and go to City Hall and cover that story? If that's the nature of the beast, then don't fight that part of it. So the answer okay. lies somewhere that's else. Right, right, right. So, uh, so number one is clarity. Am I clear about what I'm doing? How am I doing it? Why am I doing it? Uh, do I have the structures in place to manage my time? I'll give you a quick, simple example. I used to run mm-hmm. an international magazine. It was distributed to 25 countries, and the kicker was we had no budget. The, we had budget for printing and distribution, and that's it. We had no labor budget, and it was happening inside a university. Wow. So I had to be clear about what did I want the the quality of the magazine to be. And so let me run into uh, superpower number two. Superpower number two was focus. So once I had clarity around what I wanted the magazine to be, I could focus on how am I going to do that job and who am I going to invite into that position? And put my energies in the right place in the right way at the right time. So, for example, when I started running the magazine, it took me three weeks a month to run that magazine. And then I understood the environment I was working in and leveraged the people I was working with, and I called on graduate students, gave them pages in the magazine, gave them titles, which cost me nothing, put their name and their titles in the front of the magazine, which cost me nothing, and over time, I went from three weeks a month to three days a month, the quality improved and the subscription rate went higher and the articles coming in from around the world came in without us asking for them. Wow. See what I'm saying? That's a success story. Yeah, so it's, it's how do I turbocharge the people, the resources that I have access to around me so okay. that I can work smarter. Everyone's heard that, right? Work smarter, not sure. harder. Work smarter with the resources that I have access to around me so that I can capitalize on the talents of the other people, not just me. So, for example, Tom Bryson is a graduate student. He loves terrorism, is smart about terrorism. I say, Tom, these five pages in this magazine are about terrorism and you own them now. Now, you've you come up with content to fill those five pages instead of me. And then that exposure for him goes on his resume, and Tom's got something to talk about at job interviews, and Tom's got a portfolio, and Tom can make his parents proud, and all these other things. It's like, okay, I get clear, I leverage the the people in my network to focus on what it is I should be doing at what time in order to get the outcome that I want.
0: In order to leverage people, is that, uh, is that empowering them? Is that, uh, is, it, is that the same thing or is it just part of the equation?
1: So, we're going to talk about this, this piece in particular in the webinar. Okay. The driver behind all these things is relationships. Everybody in this job knows that. The, the successful way to be a PIO is by building relationships in City Hall and Police Department, fire whatever. The the case with the magazine was can I build relationships with graduate students? Do I have something that they want? And in order for me to understand what they want, I had to figure them out first. Okay. I had to build relationships and say, okay, what is it that graduate students want? They want exposure, they want to they want to get a job, right? They want to get good grades, they want to be able to get a job when they get out of school. So what is it that I have that can give that to them? where they're helping me at the same time. For example, I got a PIO friend who uses his, the local resources. The local resources being uh, the high school in their area has a professional, television studio, writing class, journalism class, right? So what's in my backyard? What's in my backyard that I can get clear about I have to be clear because then I don't know if I don't know if I'm seeing what's in my backyard unless I'm clear about what it is I need. Sure. If I'm not clear about my needs, then I don't know to look at the high school, the college, the community college, the wherever. Right. Right. Uh, And then the third uh, superpower is consistency. Consistency. If I'm consistent in running what I'm running or... Let me put it another way. How much of my job can I automate? And by automate, I mean, how much can I do on a regular basis automatically? So I know that every... I'll give you a quick example. When I was working with the New York Times in Moscow, the first thing that these correspondents did every morning was check the teletype. The the first thing in the door, they they didn't even think about it. They checked the teletype. What stories are blowing up around the world? What stories have to do with Russia?
0: Right? Okay. And
1: this was a long time ago. So they were literally checking it. Right, time. right. Uh, so what is it that you have to do on a regular basis that has to get done? One of the tricks, those 10 books that I wrote, one of the tricks to writing them was being consistent about writing at the optimal time to write. My optimal time to write is 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. Because I know the books aren't getting done at 3 o'clock in the afternoon because I want to take a nap, right? So, so I know that the more consistent I am about getting to bed early, getting up early, and writing as first thing out of the gate, I know that books will get written. So from an information Good. perspective, it's like, okay, what are my sources of information do I need to tap into those immediately first thing in the morning? What, is, what are the meetings that I have that happen on a regular basis? What are the things I need to do over and over and over that I can put on my calendar at the same time of the day? It could be what I do first thing. It could be what I do last thing. Because the middle of the day is going to get a little tricky because people are going to start pulling on your time, right? So think about these three things clarity. And if I'm clear, I know what to focus on. So, number one is clarity. Number two is focus. And if I can do that focus thing on a consistent basis, I will get the results that I'm looking for. In the webinar, we'll talk about things like relationship building. How do I figure people out? Right. How do I strengthen those relationships? When we ran the first the first series article series in the Chicago Tribune on the Russian Mafia and it was called uh, "Glassnosed Gangsters was the name of the series. It came out in October November 1991. And the people that the Chicago Tribune interviewed for those stories were all friends of mine. Okay. And these are people that I had built up relationships. One was a KGB colonel. One was a Soviet police colonel. One was a general. One was an undercover narcotics detective. right? We, and it's like, okay, how did the Chicago Tribune get access to these people based on relationship building? If you don't represent a threat, to the people around you, they will do almost anything for you. That's fair. If you you can find a way to help them in their cause, then they will want to help you. For example, Chicago Tribune series. It was an eight-part series. I helped them, lined up all these interviews, coordinated X, Y, Z. The eighth article in the series was about me. Okay. But my my photo big headline the whole works right and of course I use that article for all kinds of things so what's that relationship look like where you can leverage your time leverage the talents of people around you to get more of what you're looking for
0: okay well I tell you what Joe we're gonna leave it there so we can get uh, get more into the webinar when that comes up Um with Michelle here in just a couple of weeks. Now, for members that haven't registered yet, you want to go to 3CMA.org to do so. Uh, And so the conclusion of this discussion, turbocharging Your Time in a World of Distractions, will be presented on Tuesday, January 23rd at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. here in the Central, and you do the math wherever else you may be. That's January 23rd at 2 o'clock. So for now, Joe, thanks so much for managing your time, or yourself, as the case may be, so that you could spend a few minutes with us, and we look forward to the webinar here in just a few weeks.
1: My pleasure, Tom. Thanks.
0: Thank you. And that will do it for this edition of 3CMA Comcast. For Dr. Joe Sirio and everyone at 3CMA, I'm Tom Bryson. Thanks very much for taking a few minutes out of your day, and we'll see you next time.